All right. For those of you that are listening only, I mean, you might see some little clips from today's discussion that I put on Instagram every once in a while. But let me tell you, Coach Greg is looking quite dapper with his hat. (laughs) I don't know if anyone uses the word dapper anymore, but I do. I like it. So, (laughs) but (laughs) all right, all right. Um, I wish I could wear hats. I might try. We'll see. Might be a 2024 goal. See how I do. Um, But my name is Sherry Wilson, and I'm the owner of Genius Owl. And uh, I exist to make people's workplace and personal life easier and better. Uh, So I I think that sums it up. I'm in a good mood today as well, Coach. Feeling a little salty. I might get a little bit ornery or something as we. (laughs) (laughs) But go ahead, Coach. Uh, Greg McNeil, um, coach, doctoral candidate, um, researcher, uh, all-around funny guy, and I'm going to tag in on what Sherry is saying. I mean, ultimately, that's what we are here for, right? Yep. We are here to be helping hands to other people, so we're in a constant string of of helping hands. So, yeah, that's what we're all about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh, Now, today, just so our listeners know, um, I think I've got the settings good to where Coach comes through nice and clear. Um, I'm actually up here at the chamber. They're doing some electrical work at my house. And um, uh, so if if he goes in and out, I apologize, but I think I got that fixed. All right, Coach. So as I was saying in the pre-show convo, um, I, I wanted to tackle this idea of why we do everything we can to avoid pain. And I'm not referring, obviously, to physical pain because, I mean, we do. We do avoid it. But, you know, you just if you train at the gym, you're going to have some soreness. If you, you know, bump your toe in the middle of the night, you're going to have some physical pain. But I'm referring to the emotional pain. So what I would like to do is I would like you to kick us off, number one, let's start positive, with why, because you've, you've said this statement, why the gold is where the pain is at. So if you could kind of explain that and give us that context, Coach, before we get into the why we avoid. Well, yeah, so, so the you know, for the listener, you're not able to actually see me, right, but so what I'm actually doing right now, I'm actually holding my hand up in front of me and I'm making like a circle. Mm-hmm. So within that circle is everything that I know, everything that I think that I know. Okay. Everything that's on the outside of the circle are things that I do not know, things that I might need to learn that's going to help me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to things like what we're talking about, emotional, psychological pain, Generally speaking, we are talking about the necessity for us to grow, evolve, and mature as individuals, right? Okay. I'm not necessarily talking about the fact that you were in a relationship and uh, something happened in that relationship and your feelings are hurt and now you don't want to see anybody for a couple of weeks. So I'm not actually talking about like the aftermath of a relationship. I'm just saying just in general, we're born to fulfill certain things in life that only Sherry Wilson, Greg McNeil, or the listener, whoever you are, can do. Nobody can do what you are able to do in this life. Yeah. So that means then in order for us to fulfill that, 
we have to grow. Mm -hmm. And in that process of growing, we have relationships and all of these other kinds of things, right? But it doesn't diminish the fact that no matter what circumstance, we're always required to grow. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. So with that in mind, then, when we do not look at our lives that way, that's when we miss that point, right? When we don't see that our lives are meant to grow, instead, it becomes, I want to think of something like that. What comes to my mind right now is that we become concealed, um, cut off, right? We're really involved in our ego. When we're in that place where it's like, I can't grow, I want to avoid everything like that. That we're in a place where we can't grow, and that is primarily a place of our ego. We're trying to protect something that we need to release so that we can grow and evolve. That's really what we're meant to do. And when we don't look at our lives that way, um, we stay in that circle and we think that everything in that circle is the reality. And the truth is, it's not. Yeah. Right. And I hope that's not really a complicated thing for the listener, but I'm just saying that. You, in layman's terms, we're here to grow and we can't know everything that there is to know in this life. So we have to learn and grow. And sometimes that means um, there may be some things about ourselves that we don't like that need to be evolved. And how do we do that? We do that through relationship and that relationship revolves a certain level of emotion, mm -hmm. right? Certain things that we have to come to grips with. And um, if we don't, we stay stuck. Yeah. Right. But if we agree, it's like, hey, look, I know I need to grow. This is good for me. Then all of a sudden, then your life tends to open up and it looks very different for you. It's like, okay, we get challenges, but we learn how to move on. But we're not really conditioned to do that. And I think that's one of the reasons why we avoid it. So what I hear you saying is, uh, on this aspect is like growing pains. And so anytime, you know, like if you think about when you were in school as a kid, you know, there were the butterflies in the stomach. There was the, you know, that nervousness, that uncertainty, that, you know, being un like it was unknown, you know, so many things like were you going to be able to do your classes? Were you going to make friends? Were you going to, mm -hmm. you know, have great relationships with your teachers and, and other things like that? So there was always that unknown in that new thing but you know you were required to go so you couldn't you know turn around and decide you weren't going to ever go to school again and so it's it's a similar mentality that I think people can adopt is that you need to learn to embrace being uncomfortable um, we get very comfortable in you know the way things are like yeah. you know Bilbo Baggins Right, Coach? Unexpected journey. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's like a certain, you know, um, joy, actually, that can be in those times where, you know, you have your routines and you have your things and you enjoy them. But the, I think for the, for us and for the listener, it's crucial that you do things that make you uncomfortable because that's where the growth is. So um, last, I think it was last I week. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say if I could throw an example in there, too. So we just had a meeting the other night. <clears throat> uh, so we're all in this project management phase that we're working on right now. Um, we started off with 15 in this doctoral program, and now there's four of us. 
So you start off being a student, and then when you meet the requirements, then you get to move into what they call the candidate stage, right? So now yes. you're getting ready to graduate. Less than 50% um, that enroll in the doctoral program will graduate. Those are statistics that are just like worldwide. Now I'll go back to this idea about the circle. So when you get into the program, you have these big ideas about what you want to do. But it is it is a program that is all about growth, resilience, and uh, and a whole bunch of other words that right now I can't think of. But you're going to be uncomfortable because you just simply don't know. There's so much that you have to learn. There's so much that you have to do and you don't know it. And these programs generally will test you in every area where you tend to want to hide or avoid, procrastinate or whatever that is. Yeah. Okay. It is uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. But there is a goal, just like you said, what happens when you achieve it? Right. Mm -hmm. It's not about the degree. It's really about what you learn about yourself. And you can apply that to any anything in life. Right. We're here to grow. Um, and we don't get to grow without being comfortable, uh, uncomfortable at times. I just it just seemed to be unavoidable, just like you can't avoid winter seasons. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, we have to understand. As human beings that we do not know all there is to know, right? We yeah. just don't. That's the first step. So when you look at the circle, you realize that you have a very limited frame of knowledge. So you're all, you should always be open to learning and growing. And that's something that we have to teach people how to do because the conditioning is definitely different than that, right? It's like, this is my life. That's it. You know, you hear people say, oh, I'm, I'm too old. I'm not changing. Well, that's not. Yeah. Uh, our favorite student who faithfully listens to our podcast, um, I was at the the gym, you know, when my sister was here last week, we'd go, we went like, uh, I think four times together. And um, mm -hmm. I noticed our student over on the Smith machine. And so I'm like a stalker. So I, you know, zoom in on my picture, take a picture of her, send it to her. And then she's looking around trying to see where I'm at. And uh, so anyway, I went over there and I said, what you doing? Because I'd never seen her on the Smith machine. And she said, well, my word for this year is to embrace being uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. That's my word. And so I decided to come up here and practice squats and um, reverse pull-ups on the Smith machine. And I'm like, you're such a good student. Um, wow. So that's that's an example. You know, she is like, okay, that's this year I'm going to embrace being uncomfortable and I'm going to do very practical, specific things because mm -hmm. those little things actually add up. That way when you're in a bigger situation that's very uncomfortable, you've already conditioned your brain, which we're going to get into. But, Coach, I want to go deeper. Now, okay. I know when you said, that the gold is where the pain is at. You weren't talking just growth pains. You were talking about the practice of looking at things that make you uncomfortable, that are in your, your own inner person, that are um, past traumas, that are things, you know, or when you go through a difficulty, don't run from the feels, right? Don't run from That's right. that. So can you, I yes. want to go there. 
So can you okay. go a little bit All into right, that? <laughs> All right. Well, you know, dear listener, I just wanted to just let you know that now we're just, we started off at four, four feet. So now we're getting ready to drop down to the earth's core. Okay. Well, <laughs> then let's go. <laughs> let us go. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> So um, the experience that I had, and I can testify to the importance of examination, um, and we've talked about this several times, where you're, when you look at yourself or when you're dealing with another person, you're not dealing with just the present individual. You're dealing with the past, good or bad, and you're also dealing with um, their future aspirations. And so a lot of times our interactions with them just kind of depend on where they're at. So if, you know, if they've had like a present day of just one thing after the other and they're stressed, you're going to get a different person than if their day has gone smooth and they're, you know, they're more relaxed. Other days they may be dealing with um, a circumstance that has brought up, you know, the amygdala, the filing system, the fight, the fright, or or flight, or the freeze. They may be dealing with the current situation that's bringing up a whole bunch of past stuff that they're not aware of. And, you know, sometimes they're in the future and they're excited about it. So you have to understand that with yourself and with those you're dealing with, it's important to have that self-awareness where you can gauge where people are and recognize, okay, this isn't me. This is something else they're dealing with. Well, um, I just had a conversation actually with my sister. It's like, you know, this, what is happening, you have to understand where they're coming from. I could be incorrect, but you're not dealing with the present situation. You're dealing with the history. So if it's hysterical, it's not historical. I mean, if, yeah, if it's hysterical, it's historical, meaning wisdom is to is in recognizing what exactly are you dealing with in the moment now mm. if you take the situation where people have experienced past pain so it can be maybe their parents divorced as a kid or maybe it's something more serious like past abuse or maybe they went through a divorce or a, a best friend relationship disintegrated the brain files that away as something to avoid and instead of going into it in that moment, it's avoided, and then it shows up later in life in a different situation that looks familiar. Am I correct, Coach? Yeah, keep going. And what I do, and this is a practice that I think literally saved me in a, a, a situation that occurred in 2023, is whenever my emotional response is more then what the situation is requiring, I know I'm dealing with historical issues. So I always then, okay, let's examine this. Let's go where that pain is at and let's resolve it. <clears throat> so, um, you know, some of our listeners know, uh, went through a divorce last year, 31 years of marriage, happily married, um, 33 years of being with him concerning considering him my best friend so more than two-thirds of my life was spent with this individual so I grew up with them right and um, after everything went down there was like a transition period of um, him moving out of the house and you know during that time you know it was a little bit weird but um, it actually gave me a little bit time to adjust 
Well, when he moved out, there was a lot. It wasn't as bad as it could have been, but there was pain. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there and I was mad. I'm like, you know, I did not expect to see myself in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, my dreams of growing old, you know, with them, sitting on the porch, enjoying, you know, the golden years, they say, that's gone. And um, there was also a tremendous fear of, okay, you know, here I am alone again. Now, the, and I'm not alone, but you know how the brain starts thinking, right? Yes. Well, for me alone carries a whole connotation to it that maybe not everyone that's listening to us have. have. So Mm -hmm. let me give you an example. I'm just going to kind of walk you through the process. When, so my dad loved him to pieces, but he picked the worst women and except for my mother, but they, you know, that didn't work out. So I was raised by him, but he would marry a crazy lady um, they would be abusive. He had no idea. And then when the marriage exploded, he would then leave me with them because he thought a daughter needed a mother more than a dad, which was the worst thing ever. So his second wife, um, her name was Sissy, and she was uh, on cocaine, and she would have mood swings, and she was a very mean person. So my dad at this point has left. I'm with her. Um, I didn't hear from him for like probably two years. He would send me Christmas and birthday and she would take the tags off and put her name like they were from her. And she would tell me your dad doesn't want you, blah, blah. But also what she would do is I was confined to my room. So whenever I would get up in the morning, I'd eat breakfast alone and then I'd go to school. I'd come home from school. I could sit at the table, eat a snack alone. And then I was confined to my room until the next day or dinner. And I remember coming out for dinner and I'd sit at the table, eat a bowl of soup or whatever by myself, and then I had to go back to my room. So for however long that was as a seven-year-old, so six to seven, a little bit of eight, that is the epitome of being alone. Mm. Okay? So to me, being alone is a very bad thing to avoid. Mm -hmm. And so... When, you know, he moved out, you can imagine the sinking feeling that I had. And and so that experience, I remember having a little bit of a panic, wondering, am I going to be able to pull myself out? Which I did. It took me three days. I felt good. But what I did is even though I was feeling that, because of the work we've done, Coach, And the things that we teach our clients and I've learned from you, I was like, this is going to pass. You're not going to be stuck here forever. And Mm -hmm. so I would think about things I journaled. I would journal itself. I would rely on my support system. And sure enough, day three, no, day four, woke up, felt good. So it was all I could do not to be carried away on the panic of if I was ever going to be able to dig my way out. So that's what I'm talking about, Coach. I'd love to hear what you have to say, but I had to stay in the pain in order to get the gold. And now I'm looking forward to going out to eat dinner by myself. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's what I'm I talking do. about. I do. So... We don't want to make this sound like a cookie cutter process because um, 
you and I talk, so I understand that what we're talking about is really a layered experience, right? Um, You know, so we get away from time being linear. You know, when you say those three days, you could actually say that those were years that you were actually traveling through as you wrote through on that page, right? Um, And that's something when you talk, what you just said earlier, that um, when we are in a place of anxiety or hysterics, we're most likely dealing with history. Yeah. Right. You know, something that's come before and it's not resolved. And um, and this is what we're here to do. Right. We have to learn how to be able to do that. And it's 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 not avoidable. Um, so when you tell that story. You know what? Maybe people may not be aware of is when you're talking about the work that you've done and the work that you've continued to do, if you don't do that work deeply, intimately, if it's not an embodied experience for you, you're going to repeat your history. 100%. Right. And that's one of the telltale signs. It's like, you know, why does this person remind me of somebody that I was with a long time ago? Mm -hmm. Because somewhere along the line, there was something we didn't do. Um, we didn't learn, we didn't grow, and we didn't evolve, evolve in that instance, yeah. right? So that person that's in our life right now, guess what? It's like they're here to remind you that, you know what? You didn't actually do something that you said you were going to do four or five years ago. So now I'm here to remind you that you have to do it now, except now there's greater intensity. Mm, because that's you good. thought you had done something that you really had not actually done before. Yeah. So when we talk about going in and... The pain is where the gold is. Um, Sometimes I like to say it's a no nonsense. It's a no bullshit journey that you actually have to take if you want to really free your life up so that you can live it the way that you want to. Yeah. And people that are living the life the way that they want to know it. Yes. Right. And we typically know it, too, when we're around them because you can feel it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can feel that. Um, And what you actually said um, about not being alone now and being able to go out on your own, that's what happens when you do work. Mm-hmm. And when you do that kind of work and you go out, it's like, now, of course, we're not saying that it's only a matter of time or any of that. It's like you decide when you're ready to to have someone in your life in that capacity. But what you've actually done is make it possible so whenever you decide, they'll be right there. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you've changed and the universe says, hey, she's changed. So you're going to be able to recognize someone that doesn't fit and as well as someone who does. But you also recognize that. In that pain, you had to learn something about yourself. It's not a state of victimhood. Um, And I'm not talking about just children right now. I'm not talking about I'm talking about when you get to this stage of being an adult. And you have to look back into those places where you've been wounded. That's the adult work that we have to do. Yeah. We have to be able to look at it so that we can, I guess the word would be synthesize and change it into something else that can be used because there's a lesson. We know that hurt people hurt people. That's one of the first things that we recognize. So when we've been hurt by somebody that doesn't have the capacity not to hurt people because they've been wounded. You know, one of the first things we do when we go inside is we recognize that, hey, look, they really are not capable. Um, there's some sadness. There's some anger. 
But then there is the truth of it, right? We have yeah. to be able to see that. And it doesn't mean that we rem we get away from sadness or that we get away from anger, but we recognize, okay, this is what their capability is. Um, I'm hurt. That bothered me, but I get it. Yeah. That's where they, that's their world. Um, but now I'm free to move on. Yeah. That's what the work is. The work is to be able to go in there and see it. It's like you can see them, right? Hurt people, hurt people. You can see what's happened to you. And then you, then from there, it's like, okay, so now I'm moving forward. Now, I know we're talking about a relationship, like a relationship, relationship, but everything on the planet is relationship, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you could be in a, you, you could have other circumstances that make one feel like they can't have the life that they want to lead. And then whenever that thought comes to a person, they always have to go within to figure out where that thought is coming from. Yeah. You have to be able to do that. Otherwise, you stay on the surface. Your life doesn't change. And then you become you become the story that constantly retells itself the same way over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like so bravery, we defined that a few episodes ago where it's the <clears throat> it's the courage to do the things that, you know, are going to make you uncomfortable and you know there is certain pain, but you do them anyway. And so if we go back to my example, so it can be whatever. It can be a work situation. It can be a relationship situation. It can just be your own personal development, making that decision to take better care of your health. I mean, there's so much emotional energy tied around that. But when I go, I can pretty much predict that when I go to that first meal by myself, there's going to be some sadness. There's going mm -hmm. to be that vacuum, right? That void. But bravery is to do it anyway, because at the same time, I'm going to go to a, an establishment where there's some great music being played, live music. I'm going to have a nice meal. I'm going to be present. I'm going to enjoy it. So I'm going to walk away with a pleasant experience that now I can reframe what being alone looks like. And uh, my son, who's very wise, he said, you know, mom, I think that when you start doing things and stop avoiding being alone, um, a whole new world is going to open up for you. Now, as far as, you know, like um, future, future relationship, let me tell you right now, coach, you know what I'm dressed in? Barb wire. I don't want anyone <laughs> coming near me. I have no interest. Um, but no, I, I see what you're saying. So. Um, but here's a point I want to make, and then I'd like to uh, maybe touch on why we avoid it so much, Coach. Um, but and the absence of a negative emotion doesn't mean the presence of victory. So what I mean by that is yes. the attempt to avoid pain. You actually So like, for example, if you're trying to avoid anger and you distract yourself with whatever it is you distract yourself with, you may think you're doing okay. But you actually are turning into an angry person. So everybody starts seeing that degrading of who you are. And they may even try to point it out. They may even try to say, hey, you know, you've been, you know, angry or tense or whatever. And you're like, no, I'm not. I'm fine. And then eventually there's a cost factor um, in relationships, productivity, prosperity, etc. So avoidance 
is not victory. It, you, you may not feel that you're angry, but emotions buried never die. And they can even impact your DNA. They can turn on things that you don't want turned on. So um, I just wanted to point that out, that the very thing you're trying to avoid is actually who you become. So if you will go into the pain, you can deal with it, and then you can continue your personal development on a way that you're not going to be able to if you avoid it. So um, that's, to me, that was very insightful, and it requires you to go to where the pain is, and then you get the insight and the tools you need. That's why it's gold. So why do we avoid it, Coach? Anything else you want to add, but why do we avoid it? Well, I'm going to say... Primarily, I think it's it's conditioning. I think it's um, I think it's a larger systemic issue. Um, that's the first thing, and then when you get down into like say like a family setting, and you you think like what is your background, your family history, and these types of things. So we learn a lot of stuff that we have in our head that we have to really eliminate, discharge. You know, yes. as we get older, because fear would be that dynamic it's a learned fear is something that we learn yeah danger is real right mm-hmm. fear is one of those things that they call false evidence appearing is real mm-hmm. yeah. okay and so we we take on this habit of not being able to step into the spaces that we be in because we've been conditioned like you can't tell someone how you honestly feel. Let's say, let's say, for instance, somebody asks you a question and you're going to give them an answer. But right off the bat, you're confronted with, can you speak the truth or do you have to say something else? And that's a mild, that's, that's mild, right? But it goes on from there. It's a conditioning process. And so when you run across somebody that doesn't think like you and they can just tell you, then that kind of person can can inflict a serious wound on you if you're not. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that to me. It's like, no, I actually just told you what I was thinking because that's what you asked me. You're not conditioned to have somebody to tell you what you really want to know. So when you ask for that, it hurts you. You get a wound again and again, right? But that's coming from conditioning. Yep. And so we have to be able to learn it. It's like, look, we have been conditioned not to be able to hear truths, to accept truth so that we can evolve and change. But we've instead been conditioned to be offended, right? Yeah. To get angry, to retreat, and to isolate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when you and I are working and we ask a question, typically what we hear is an answer that is externalized, (laughs) right? That has been internalized. Yeah, it's been internalized by them, but it's an external dynamic, right? It's like, okay, so that's not yours. So why are you carrying it? Now you have something inside your circle that has nothing to do with you. Yep. Right? Yep. And and that's what we end up teaching people how to do. That doesn't belong to you. You need to let that go. Why, you you know, you're this old. Why are you still carrying that right now? And they're often shocked. They're like, yes. I don't know. I don't know why I'm carrying that. I mean, they have no, but we're sitting there like, that's not you. Where did that even come? Do you have evidence? I mean, we're like the ones that are asking the question. So you got to be ready. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And, you know, we had one person that just basically, I can't move into that space, you know, 
I can't move into that space. Um, she needed her history. Yep. She was attached to her trauma. She was bonded to a past trauma. Yeah. And so everything that um, that comes into her is being filtered through a past that she's not able to let go. Yeah. And this is something that can happen to all of us. Yeah. And it will that when when something comes up and you're easily you're angered, you're 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 fearful, you're anxious in some form, it's like, okay, that's not what's happening here right now. Yeah. So your your body is in the right now, but your mind and your memory is someplace else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so in those cases you're not reacting to the present, you're reacting to the past, mm-hmm. right? And when we let a person know, when we let our clients know that's what's happening, that is the moment that they can change. And they can also go and look into that area and see, okay, this is where the wound is. This is where the pain is. This is where I've been un- avoiding it. Okay, now I can address it because it's here, Yeah. right? And that's what we want to do. With The minute you find it, let's address it because that to me, is what it is for. Yeah. When I think of pain as an individual and also as a clinician, I think of it as a mentor. What is it telling me? Mm. Right? I need to learn something here, right? It's not a question of whether or not if somebody says something that I don't like or or that type of thing, but it's like, what do I need to know about myself that I really don't know in this moment? What kind of blind spots do I have that might be interfering with what I think that I'm doing or what I think I know, right? Because self-awareness means that you have to be able to just look at yourself, not just why you think the way that you do, but where is it coming from? Yeah. And why are you still using it in in situations that don't apply? You know, self-awareness is um, a hyphenated word, right? Yes. And it just sounds like two words with a hyphen in the middle of it. But that word is deep. <laughs> yeah. That word is deep, right? It, it means that to to be self-aware means that you are actually working. Mm-hmm. You, It's not just a thought. It's a work that we're doing, right? You, you behave inappropriately to people. You snap, you're angry or something, whatever that is. Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Don't say you're sorry. Figure out why you're doing it and go in there and fix it because that's where the gold is. And then when you go in there and fix it, then you will realize that your relationships are going to now change and reflect the person that you can say now, this is who I am, right? I've done some work. This is who I am. After three days, day four, when you came up out of that, it's like you might have had a tear and you might have still been a little bit sad, but you knew you were ready to go forward. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, right? It's kind of like some things we can't get rid of our memory. Mm-mm. And so some things will come to us and we'll feel them a little bit and it's okay. But when it does, that's where the truth comes in, yeah. right? That's I don't know how else to say this, but when that moment comes to you, that sadness, that anger, that thought, whatever it is from the past, the minute it hits your consciousness and you recognize you're thinking about it, that's a self-awareness moment. And it is also a moment of change. Yeah. 
a psychological and emotional change can occur in an instant. Yep. The minute you recognize what, what you're doing, you can stop it right then. Yeah. Right then. Yeah. And somebody says, how do you do that? Well, you have to be in that place first. Yeah. You can't run from about it. A, that's right. We're not talking about a textbook right now. You have to be in that moment. And when you're in that moment, you will know it. These words will come racing back to you. It's like, I'm in that moment. I'm about to say something rude. I'm about to retreat. I'm about to procrastinate or whatever that is. If your listener are hearing me, what we're saying is when that moment comes to you, that's the moment of change. Go in and see what it is. It is. And I want to I want to end with a couple of things. And the first thing is, you know, like the false evidence appearing real versus danger. The brain um, avoids any type of danger. And so emotional like rejection is actually the brain gives a response that is unusual to any other emotion. Um, it's like life or death to the brain. And any negative emotion, the brain's like, oh, no, we got to avoid that at all costs. So that's where it can get confused as danger, as in a wild, you know, panther is chasing you because you're its next meal versus, mm -hmm. you know, whatever negative experience you're going through. The brain has a really rough time differentiating the two at times. And so your job is to train it. One of the ways, the fastest ways, and you've heard me and Coach talk about this, we did an entire podcast on it, is journaling. And when mm -hmm. you get into, like Coach Greg has said, I just, um, and I, I gave you honor as well in the book I'm writing, Coach, where I said my colleague and fellow podcaster, Coach Greg, or I put Greg McNeil, not Coach, um, says that when you journal, it, you get yourself outside of the brain cavity. You're able to actually see what truth is trying to tell you. I also discovered in my research for that chapter that when you journal, it calms your amygdala down. And when you make journaling a practice, it gets calmer and calmer and calmer. And then all of a sudden, the next crisis is not as amplified as it was so you can acknowledge okay this is a challenge there's some negative emotions I'm feeling about this but it doesn't bring you down so um, I'm not one where I journal every single day I do write my DCAs down and my gratitude um, you know exercise but I am huge if I need to get outside my head if I know I'm facing something I'm not sure to do with it or if I feel like mm -hmm. my emotions are not being processed I always mm -hmm. journal so if there's anything I would say and it doesn't have to be tons but if there's anything I would say to do journaling's right there and of course our coaching intensive coach we're very good at um, getting into people's muck and mire and you know, digging around, finding those pieces of gold nuggets. But um, I would definitely say that is something that's helped me a lot. But Coach, I, I just want you to close this out. Anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Um, yes. Never grow tired of striving to have what you want from this life, mm -hmm. right? And what you said about the journal journaling, um, I don't really know how to stress that enough. Yeah. Um, pen and paper, because you get to see how you're thinking yep. when you have pen and paper. Yep. And so, you know, there's many paths, right? So I'm not saying this is the only one, but know your history. Mm -hmm. And if your history is not good, then journal. Yeah. 
right? Then journal yeah. so you can find another way. And then reach out to us because we're standing here to be able to help. Exactly. Exactly. And um, we're going to have, uh, finally, hopefully, barring any other crises, uh, we're finally going to start having some guests. I've got one um, that we'll probably do in February. Um, confirmed it with her. She's excited. And um, and by the way, this journaling thing, it's from a person who hated journaling. I was not the kid that kept a diary. I, w- I hated that stuff. Uh, and But when you're an adult and you're in a crisis and you see how much it helps, all of a sudden you're in love with journaling. So uh, I'm not going to be the person that's going to be the introspective, you know, sitting in the field with a piece of grass in my mouth, chewing on it as I journal. That's not going to be me. But I am going to grab my journal and process through, and it's very valuable. So um, on that note, I'm excited, Coach, about the future. If anyone needs to contact us, they'd like to be a guest, where maybe we kind of do a little bit of some talking and, you know, visiting about things. Um, my email is in the show notes. Don't hesitate to contact us. We'd be happy to get you on the podcast. So till next week, you guys have a great one. And let me hit stop, coach.